This episode is powered by Flex Charges. Everyone, this is officially legit. Welcome to episode three. You already know it's your boy Wilson, aka the eighth wonder of the world, aka young George Costanza from season two, episode four. Because I'll regret not drinking your co- your coffee, shorty. Aka young Justin Timberlake. Because girl, I refuse. You must have me confused for some other guy. AKA the fifth member of Aventura. AKA still not answering your text, but I'm still out here respecting women though. And this is Kat, AKA Mighty Morphin Yellow Ranger. AKA ASAP Purge. AKA I want you on my team, so does everybody else. AKA the bonus fry at the bottom of the bag. AKA Filipina Colada. <laughs> oh man, we made it to episode three, Kat. I know, like, like episode two, I was super, super excited because it's like, wow, you know, once you get the first one out there, it's like, will they be back again? And we're we're back, and now we're even more back than we ever were before. It's like, you know, I figured after last episode, we probably made some hot takes that they were gonna keep us off air, but nope, we're still here. Yeah, we didn't get shut down. Nope, nope. So, so how how was your week? Well, um, you know, it's it's same old, same old for the pre- uh, for the most part. I have a lot of projects going on for some events coming up. Uh, but on the good side of this week is that a lot of white supremacists are losing their jobs, so I'm pretty happy about Sheesh. that. <laughs> no sympathy at all. All these white supremacists, like, getting identified and then losing their jobs, and even one of the top, white, top ones in the White House, Steve Bannon lost his job, so... Even though they it's say that, world. Eh, if you're if you're a Nazi, that's that's what you get. And that's what you get. they say that um, it was totally a mutual thing, him leaving. But nah. Bum, bum, bum. Exactly, exactly. How was your week? Man, my week is kind of crazy. Um, you know, I'm not a white supremacist, and I didn't get fired, so that's both good things. But um, no, we actually revealed the uh, Rolling Loud lineup for San Fran, and it was pretty great, pretty great reaction um, with Travis Scott headlining, and um, we got a lot of love um, from the West Coast especially. We were trending basically all on the West Coast, so it's pretty awesome. Yeah, I saw that. Um, when I saw that Travis Scott was the main headliner, I was like, have I ever seen him as the main headliner? I wasn't sure, but it made total sense for this for this event because he's has so many hits on the radio right now. He's on like so many tracks and yeah, it, it looks like a great lineup. Yeah. See Travis, I'm not a hundred percent sure if he's ever headlined a festival before, but regardless, I feel like it's, it's time to for him to headline our festival with him. This is actually the third time that we booked him for rolling loud. And like, he's, uh, He's pretty legendary. I'm not gonna lie. Like just being around him and being in the crowd, like during his performances, is like it's unreal. He's one of the greatest performers I've ever seen live. 
So who are you the most excited to see? I'm really not. Um, possibly Schoolboy Q. Yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, like he's he's like rumored to have like a project coming out before then. So like just the hype of him being there in California where he's from, like you already know it's like a home home base for him. So yeah, it's gonna be cool to see him out there. So well, I would probably expect some like guest appearances perhaps considering where you are at yeah everybody lives in california so like you never know who could could come out um so what about what about little b oh man little b is the number one um requested artist that i've seen that hasn't been on the lineup and you never know it could happen but like i said we're not done filling up the lineup so it's not it's not impossible as of right now i can't say that he's on there but you never know and i just asked because he's uh he's always you know on twitter and everything and he posted probably one of my favorite tweets ever and this was august 15th he goes girls and guys i know you were trying to be cute and keep your makeup perfect and clothes but save yourself and fart. Your stomach needs it. <laughs> oh man, listen. <laughs> Somehow, some way, Little B makes his tweets a lot more transparent and clear than our president. Is that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. Is that crazy? I mean, he's basically our guiding light in the Twitterverse. I sometimes you know? I sometimes think, um, with how many people Little B follows, uh, how does his timeline look? He follows like over a million people, including myself. Wow, you made it. I made it. I'm, I'm actually like officially legit on Twitter, you know? Wow. I only started my Twitter um, a couple months ago. We can get into that in a little bit. Um, but yeah, isn't Lil B going to be, um, isn't he going to be at in Miami performing at a festival down there? Yeah, um, actually, I think he's on Three Points, which is pretty cool. I mean, mm-hmm. shout out to them. They have a really great lineup uh, with the Gorillas as a headliner. It's amazing. But, yeah, so I think Little B's on there for real. Yeah, and um, another favorite of mine, Kate Chanon is going to be at Three Points. So hopefully I can make it down to Miami when that's happening. Um, but, yeah, you're totally right. Little B is way he, – he makes more sense on Twitter. In a way Definitely. that doesn't really, it's it's unexpected, but I'm thankful. Thank you. Thank you, Base God. Thank you, Base God. There's a reason why that phrase exists. <laughs> and so, um, speaking of Twitter, so I actually just joined Twitter two months ago, and it has, I can honestly say, enhanced my life. Like, I feel like I've been missing out on so many memes, so many, like, updates on what's going on in the world but mostly like more importantly the memes listen i i don't know how you went this long without laughing so much like 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 you being on facebook so much it makes it makes it hard for me to laugh at the same jokes that you were laughing at when they're already old because they go i know i know i i can't believe i've been like an amateur this entire time and i thought right and like a year ago or so i thought it was like ahead of the game like Oh, you know, I'm on Instagram laughing at these memes. But every time I would show them to like Matt, who's like an avid Twitter person, he'd be like, seen it. And I realized what I'm showing him are screenshots of tweets. So it's like, I should just go on Twitter. And the best, when I first started Twitter, which was in June, 
Yeah. I think I had like the best um, welcoming welcoming party as I joined. My welcoming party was Wilson. Yes, I am the he, best welcoming party. He was the one that was like, you need to get a Twitter. You need to tell your jokes on there. And I will also add that it has been two months, two days since he posted this tweet. I don't know anyone funnier than at Catlin Design. She just made an account. Follow her for the greatest puns. That's a two-month anniversary. Of I'll that never tweet. lie. I'll never lie. Nothing but facts. And here we are now on episode three. Yeah, you know, it's crazy that we made it this far. It was crazy. So um, you thought it was funny, but was that your first impression of me? Listen, when when after the, we first like. When I first saw you on Facebook, because you know we were internet friends before we hung out, and like uh-huh. I immediately knew you were funny. I don't remember exactly what it is that you posted, but you posted something real hilarious, and I was like, "Damn, like yo, she she got wits, she got wits." So I totally thought that you wanted to be my friend because I like posted some cool designs, like I I made Wally's logo, and you were friends with Wally, so I assumed it was that. But you know, I'll take that too. My jokes and my memes. Well, th- see, this is the thing. Like, I, I, I knew Wally got a new design. I didn't know that it was you that made it, though. And that oh, really? wasn't until that wasn't until after I followed you that, like, I was like, oh, okay, the she's the one that made the design. That's really good. But I already thought you were funny before that. Oh, okay. I didn't so, thought you were funny before that. Yeah. So now that I'm Twitter, I feel like my okay. So you know how you have like saying powers, but now I'm like super saiyan and like my hair is all blonde and i've like reached that like the max you're glowing i'm glowing the glow up yeah um, yeah so twitter i just i am just so happy that i'm finally you're on ascend- it you're, you ascended to the next level mm-hmm. i will admit though that before this episode i had to ask wilson how to check my mentions so not 100 percent a twitter professional yet but i am laughing a work in yeah. progress um, but I well, um, when we did meet, I think you did think I was a little bit weird and hopefully did not regret adding me because I talked about Fergie before you really understood. Oh, man. Are you going to tell the Fergie story? Yes. All right. All right. <laughs> so <laughs> we, uh, Wilson and I were friends on Facebook and also like following each other on Instagram and he posted this really cool um, shot of his balcony at night and I don't know if you have all seen this but it's pretty it's pretty cool you know I live in a nice condo in Miami got his perks you know it's very flossy Fergie reference right there <laughs> and um, so I I <laughs> I was like, wow, this looks so nice. And he was like, yeah, it's my view. And then I responded with, well, you know, to make it even more nice, you should play Glamorous by Fergie in the background. And it was a joke. I mean, it will make you feel more glamorous, not going to lie. But it was also a joke because, you know, this is like early 2000s here, early 2010s. And he never responded to that. I was like, in my head, I'm like, yo, is this girl serious? Like, she she really asked me to play some Fergie? Like, what? <laughs> I thought I had reached that point where I could talk about Fergie, but I guess not. And then I, like, a couple days ago, I was like, hey, Wilson, remember that? <laughs> remember that message that I sent to you? Because you never responded to it. And I was really self-conscious for a little while. 
Oh man, no, it uh, definitely like I, I thought it was a little off, you know. So somebody asking me to play Fergie, but <laughs> in 2017, um, a little off. But I didn't know at the time that you were a big Fergie fan. See, like it would have made more sense if, like, you know, I would have knew that. But I was just like, man, like, is she trolling me? Like, what is she trying to say? That's not that cool. So, <laughs> you know, like. All of you listeners out there who might have an unread text on Wilson's phone, like, don't worry, I've been there too. Even the person that he shares a podcast with, he has ignored before. So I feel your pain. Listen, like I mentioned in the past two episodes, it's not, I don't do it on purpose. You know, it's just, I'll get around to it. I'll ask everybody eventually. Yeah, I guess you eventually, <clears throat> you eventually did. So, but that's. I've come to terms with the fact that my first impression sometimes I'm I'm a little t- <laughs> I'm, I'm a very enthusiastic person and I'm also very corny and so when I meet someone I you will you will see that and sometimes I think wow I should have rein it in a little bit but sometimes it's worth it because then people see exactly like who you are and if they if they like that then they'll be more inclined to like want to get to know you more. See, like, my first actual, like, when we met up, like, my first impression of you was that you were really bad at Mario Kart. Okay, let me just get this one thing straight. I know I am of Asian descent, but I am terrible at video games. I am breaking that stereotype. However, I do wish I was better at video games. I can't jump, like... (laughs) Whenever there's a jumping thing, I can't like do the double click. I always like accidentally triple click or something. It's terrible, but yeah. Yeah, but like, no, you like she's really bad. That's, <laughs> she's really... that's so sad because you were telling me that I was okay, but I guess it was all a lie. Well, I mean, I, I was thinking I was being proactive at the moment, but like you know, now that we're we're comfortable around each other, I can tell you the truth that you were really bad. Okay, well, at least I know now. I'll practice. Yeah, I, I got Maybe I just need to put more work into. I'll bring it to the suplex party. Suplex party. What is that again? August 29th, crowbar. Tuesday. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, you know, first impressions like take it with a grain of salt. Also, eighty percent of the things I will put out on um on the internet is probably a joke. Do not be taken too seriously. Um, unless it's like a political thing, then you know I'm serious. But you know, I'm just trying to I'm trying to make some jokes here, trying to make people laugh. What are your typical first impressions of when you meet someone? Oh man, um, a lot of people think that I'm mean. Really? I, I, yeah, yeah. A lot of people think that I'm mean. Like I'm always coming off with like a serious guy, and like it's just. Do you like, have Do you have RBF? What's that? Resting bitch face. I kind of do actually. Now that I think about it, like, cause every 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 single time, like, I, I I meet somebody for the first time, they always say like, "Wow, like you look like you were such an asshole." Like, I mean, I may be, but not in the way that they're thinking. Like, I'm a funny asshole, you know. Are you like making fun of them or something? Nah, no, nah, I just I just look mean. I, I think that okay. I, I think they're a little offensive. You know what I mean? Cause I'm kind of cute, so like it, it kind of sucks when they, when they say when they say that I look mean. I mean, you can look mean, but also, like, that doesn't mean you're, like, ugly if you look mean. You're just <laughs> no, you're serious. Right, you're right. It's just you're, by association, you would imagine that, you know. You're just stoic. Yes. That's, yeah. that's a good word. Yeah. I mean, I, I've been told that I have the opposite of uh, resting bitch face. 
and I just look happy all the time. <laughs> but like, but the, you know, I, this is why I'm also on the other side trying to be sassier so that people, you know, don't mess with me, you know? Like, I am so, I'm a super nice person, but I hate it when people like, take advantage of that. So maybe I need to have, maybe I need to take some cues from you, Wilson, and like, have, have a better RBF. Listen, I'm, I'm like, sometimes I'll be like at shows, right? And like, mm -hmm. Gats will come up to be like, yo, man, you good? Like, yeah, man, I'm chilling. <laughs> I'm chilling. Shout out to Gats. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm just, just chilling. Like, people just, they don't get that. I'm just chilling all the time, you know? Not mad. Okay. Okay. That's all right. Well, I, my first impression of you was that this guy is nice. So I hope that makes it feel better. <laughs> this um, guy is nice. This guy's nice. nice. I mean, nice. he kind of has a George Costanza vibe, but. Okay. <laughs> um, I've been told, like, you know, it might be interesting for us to kind of share where, where we, how we got to where we are now. And I mean, we are pretty young, but I'm really proud of where I am at and my, how I got to working as a designer and also working uh, with musicians and stuff on the side as well. And I mean, Wilson, I guess you have a pretty good job. <laughs> it's kind of cool, I guess. It's okay. <laughs> so is that something that you've always wanted to do? What no. is it that you do first? Um, well, I, I do like event coordinating um, as well as curating. Um, I help out with a lot of the legal stuff in the back, um, behind the scenes and kind of, um, create the lineups as well. Um, I also do like on, on a local standpoint, like I'll do like tours around the state of Florida and stuff like that. So is there like a name for this? Event coordinator is the easiest way to sum it up, but I mean, it's a lot more than that, but like, mm -hmm. it's just too many names. So like, I'll just, I'll just go with event coordinator. Is it something that you've always wanted to do? No, definitely not. Um, I actually wanted to do like accounting. Really? <laughs> accounting. Yeah. And like over like a desk job in like a cubicle. And like um, I decided to not do that. I was like, man, it's not cut out for me, you know? Did you go to school for accounting? I went to school for business administration. And okay. I um ended up like two years in just saying i'm just gonna get my associates and start doing shows like it literally it was like two years in i was like man this is really not for me like i can't i i couldn't i couldn't see myself actually sitting in a cubicle and i knew if i finished my if i finished this degree it was going to lead to a job that i was going to sit in a cubicle you know yeah like, like i hated so, it i just devised it so then i just like started doing shows so did you just know a lot of people that were musicians? I didn't know anybody. Really? I lied. I, I, lied. I knew a couple of local local people that I went to high school with, but mm -hmm. like, it really wasn't enough for me to do it. Like I, um, with a business partner in the past, like we together, we just went like to places in Ebor and like places in downtown um, to try to see what the music scene was like. And six years ago, it was completely different than it is now. So um, there really wasn't much of anything going on in Tampa back then. So um, using like our knowledge that we went by just going places and our networking skills. Um, yeah, in August, uh, six years ago, we had a show 
in a parking lot in Oldsmar. You know what I mean? It was like an Oldsmar. And um, we had like almost 300 or like 318 people or something like that, you know, come out. It was pretty wow. cool. It was pretty cool. Um, I lost a lot of money. <laughs> lost a whole lot of money. There were $5 tickets, right? Mm-hmm. There were $5 tickets. And, um, you know, we built the stage by hand. So all the supplies for the wood and stuff. And like we rented like $700 sound equipment and like all the permits that it took to do it in a parking lot. And then like all, it's just everything in general, we lost so much money, so much money. So how long did you give yourself to put all this together? Because that's crazy that you actually had to put together the stage yourself. I don't, th- I don't think I would trust myself to stand on whatever I built myself, to be honest. Um, between my old business partner and myself, I think we put in together like three months every single day, like working on it. Mm, wow. Every single day working on it, yeah. And how did you, you met all these, uh, the bands and whatnot through just going to shows? Literally just popping up places. Um, we spent money on like flyers, right? Um, again, I didn't know any better. So I spent a whole lot of money on flyers, <laughs> like way more than I would spend now. We got we like 5,000 flyers. So I don't even know why oh that's God. a good idea. <laughs> wow. <laughs> a crazy amount of flyers. And like, um, I still have like a stack load of them somewhere. It's yeah, crazy. I was going to say, you probably still have a bunch of them just laying around. Yeah. You can't throw them out because it's like nostalgic. Yeah, right, right. Um, so, uh, yeah, and, and then like on top of that, um, you know, I, I, I went to like a, a, a lifestyle, back to those lifestyle fitness gym. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I went and I advertised it there. And then, like, somebody that I knew that works here, I was like, hey, do you want to have, like, a booth at my show? So we had, like, a gym. <laughs> a gym booth. And we had, like, a tattoo a tattoo artist booth. I don't even know why. Um, we had um, my, my my homie that he draws people. So we had him. He had a booth. And then we had – I was trying to get a food truck, but I didn't know anybody that had a food truck. Yeah. So a friend of mine, his dad, like, he just cooks a lot of food. So he brought like a fake little food truck set up and like, it was crazy. It was crazy. It was, it was worth it though. It was worth it. That sounds like it probably violated some health codes, but whatever. You know, we, we, um, we spent money on event permits and parking permits and stuff like that. Oh, and I stole a porta potty. You, okay. How do you steal a porta potty? I stole a porta potty. I'll never forget this. This is like such a hilarious story down the street. They were doing. They were starting a construction company, right? Uh, uh-huh. They were starting starting construction on this property, but it wasn't like officially started yet. So they just dropped off these porta potties, right? And um, I had my homie with his car. Um, we rope. We put a rope around the porta potty. We just dragged it down the street. What? <laughs> just dragged it down the street. <laughs> so you. How was there anything in the porta potty? Just like the toilet paper and stuff. You know what I mean? It was a brand new. It was a brand new porta potty. Nobody's used it yet. So what did you do when you were done with it? We oh, we we brought it back. We brought it back. But with a bunch of new gifts inside. Yeah, with a bunch of new gifts inside. Yeah. Wow! And there, you only had one porta potty there. One porta potty. <laughs> wow! So you really like you were pretty much like rummaging with what you had to put yeah. this event together. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, like I said, it, it was, I didn't know any better. I had a whole bunch of artists perform. Right. And like, it went way too long. Like it was like six hour show. It's crazy. Right. Wow. And, and like, it was, it was terrible. Like I said, I didn't know any better. So, but the fact that we had that many people come out and a lot of those people, 
even now I'm close with. Like I met Wally. Wally came out that day. You really? Know? That was the day I met Wally, and there were so many people that. Shout out back, to Wally Clark. Shout out to Wally Clark. Yeah, and um, there were so many people that even now still talk about how they they fuck with me because of that show. You know. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So. So that definitely uh, definitely worth it. How many? Uh, how long was it until the show after that? Um, well, things between my partner and I at the time didn't go well after that, so I kind of went by myself. Mm -hmm. I took a couple months to get back in it, and um, that was August. By November, I had a show in St. Pete. Oh, the same year? Yeah. Wow. So do you have any advice on anyone who wants to get in that, in that industry, I guess, um, of event coordinating? Have money ready to lose. Straight up, straight up. Like, like I, I, I've put in so much money. I've put in so much money just to try to build like my name up, like clients up. Like, I've, I've. It's worth it. It's worth it at the end because you build prestige and you build um, relationships with like venue owners and other artists and other promoters. And um, that's kind of like how I got in my situation now. If it wasn't for that groundwork that I did, like the guys that I'm working for now would have never recognized that I was able to do this. You know. Mm -hmm. And is that how you got the acts, the musicians that you work with now, like Gats and Joshua Cruz? Um, well, I could say that they wouldn't have worked with me if it wasn't for the fact that I did what I had to do. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it was me building that prestige that makes them want to work with me now. So it sounds like it also involved a lot of networking. Yes, yes, definitely. Um, there was a point in time that I was going to every event that, Tampa had whether it wasn't even rap based like rock or mm -hmm. jazz event. I was going to every event just so people could see my face, just so I could talk to people, network with people, um, support them. So when it came time for me to do my stuff, they'll come out to my stuff. You know. So how do you know who to talk to? Um, I don't know. I I, I could be for for I could be at times really social. So like I just like just pull up to the DJ like yo, this is, you're doing really great. You know mm -hmm. and Talk to them like that, yeah. So that's actually how I met Wally too. You know, we're just gonna call this episode officially Wally. Officially Wally Clark. <laughs> yeah, because um, <laughs> I met him about I'm not sure if it was a year ago or the year before that. No, it was early last year. I there was um, an art uh, collective. I guess you would call it a collective, but um, it called MF Arts and they had, it was awesome when it was around, you know, you had um, local artists, seriously, like I met so many people there. There was local artists, um, bands, that local bands that would play and Wally was one of the DJs and at the time I was on the board of directors for WMNF 88.5. Shout out to 88.5. <laughs> and we, you know, we we're always trying to find, bring in a, a younger audience. And I was looking, I was trying to like seek out people that would be a good, um, good person for a radio show for 88.5. And I loved Wally's music that he had, um, he posted a link to it on like the Facebook event and I checked it out and I loved it. And it was like, I had never heard anyone else in this area besides, um, you know, close friends of mine that like plays that music, but I had never gone to an event where I didn't know anyone and actually heard that music before. And so I went up to him and I was like, hi, I really 
like your music. <laughs> and, you know, I I work with WNF and, you know, I would like to, you know, exchange contact information, blah, blah, blah. And like we ended up, I ended up working with him on his logo. Um, but yeah, it's all about just, I think it's so important to just go up to people and talk to them and like sit and like acknowledge their work if you think it's really great because that's how that's how how else are you gonna like create that connection right right um yeah I, I definitely agree I um I think a big big part of my networking ability is I'm able to uh, give people my honest opinion on things like mm. like you know sometimes you think oh well when you're meeting somebody new you have to always tell them that they're doing great right mm -hmm. that's not sort of my take on it I um Whenever I go somewhere to like, and I'm meeting somebody new, and like they're performing or whatever, and I see that like there's something that I would do better, I would tell them on my first time meeting them, like, "Hey, <laughs> you did really great, but can you, next time, bro, you got to perform without your backtracks or something like that." You know what I mean? Like, uh -huh. um, just just uh, constructive criticism because sometimes not even their closest friends will let them know. You know? True. And um, yeah, but it's good that you preface it with like you did like overall good job if they did a good job, yeah, and then yeah, like sure. give them the kudos that they deserve, but then follow that up with something that they can actually improve on. Um, so I actually I think it's really funny how you started off with accounting because I have kind of a similar story. Yeah. So I went. I did not go to art school. I wish I did, but I was pre med all throughout my college career when I went to USF from 2009 to 2012. And I was like in the seven year medical program. I mean, I didn't make it through, but like I was like <laughs> committed to that program. I took the MCAT. I was applying to medical schools, but at the same time, I was also a student graphic designer for the housing department at USF, shout out to USF Housing. And um, I realized that, you know, I loved designing and I could see, my, I would rather make that a career and I couldn't even like picture myself like in a hospital uh, seeing patients like I mean I respect that career and everything but I just could never see myself doing that and you know you always have to think about that question like why why do you want to become a doctor and I could I could never come up with an answer to that besides like helping people but you can help people in so many different ways right mm -hmm. and so I the same month that I was graduating, I asked if I could keep my student graphic design position and just continue working after I graduated. And luckily I was able to. And three years later, I like I was working for the uh, central marketing department at USF. So doing marketing design for like all across the campus. And then once I felt like it was I was ready to leave university and like go into the agency world I made that dive and it's been a year since then almost a year and you know I'm now I'm like I feel like I'm officially a designer you know hey. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah you I I respect that you you realize that you know what you were doing wasn't for you and you didn't stick to it you decided to just like take a risk and yeah you know and and that risk um it brought a lot of I guess you could say negative attention, especially from like my parents and stuff. You know, they, Same. yeah, they they expected so much out of me sitting in an office and stuff. And like, I think now maybe maybe they get it. You know, maybe they get it. Uh -huh. Like, I'm I'm in a position where 
I don't need. I, well, I haven't for a while needed any anything from them, sort of thing, you know. So, mm-hmm. um, it's it's cool. It's cool to see that uh, they kind of respect my decision now, you know. But yeah, I, I love what I do. I love what I do. Same for a while, like they, my parents were like trying to get me to go to like dentistry. If I, you know, you don't want to be a doctor. Why don't you try being a dentist? I'm like, that's like the same thing to me. So, but I think now they they see that you can actually make money from being a designer. You can like support yourself, and um, they 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 get it. They don't totally understand what it is that I do day to day, but they get Same. that it's a, it's a job. <laughs> so, quick question, Kat: Why did you name yourself ASAP Perg? Well, it was inspired by ASAP Perg and his new album coming out. Have you have you heard it yet? Oh yeah, the, it actually just came out and it's actually really good. I um was able to digest it in and it's really good album. There's a lot of features on it, um, but the song with him and Nav is just great. Like it's it's a really good album. Yeah, um, it's something that I could just like continuously listen to, and I you know he's part of ASAP the ASAP Mob, but like you can tell that he's not necessarily part of a particular sound like he's not he doesn't restrict himself to today's trends but at the same time he appeals to it and i was listening to the interview that he had at um everyday struggle and he talks about how you know it's important to pay homage to the the people who like paved the way for rap music but at the same time he's like totally open-minded to the younger musicians which i think is great because you know you have people on the side who maybe only listen to mumble rap but whatever like i like mumble rap too but i'm also gonna listen to the older stuff at the same time like i don't see why you can't enjoy both and that's what asap frig was talking about so i was like man like not only do i like your music but i also want to hang out with you right right and, and the thing about ferg is like he has his own lane like he's not like rock he's not like travis scott he's not uh-huh. like anybody else he has his own sound it just uh-huh. always, it's always been great of him yeah, so I'm gonna probably have that album on repeat for the rest of the weekend, throughout the week. Something else that you should be listening to that I would highly recommend is the officially legit jams playlist, volume one, right? Yes, yes. Um the feedback we've been getting is crazy. Like I I listened to it on my way my way home from the office, you know? Mm-hmm. I was listening to it uh, at work. And there's a good mix in there. You know, there's stuff that's current, so you can make sure that you're listening to all the necessary stuff you should be, you should know about. But also some throwbacks in there. Yeah, I threw in a little bachata, you know. So you know that Wilson was crying? You already know. That song, yeah. song is meaningful. Yeah, and I was as I was trying to pick out songs for this, I was like, should I stick to like a certain genre that i think people would enjoy and i like realize no like i should add stuff that kind of represent all the different stuff that i like to listen to exactly same here it's important to like more than one genre more more than one thing do more than one thing in general right you know i put some mumble rap i put some tame impala i put some bachata in there a little, mm-hmm. little, little bit of shaggy like you know <laughs> So throw everybody off. You know, you never know what you're gonna hear on the officially legit jam volume one. And just a shout out to Anthony Martino, who was our first follower. Shout out to Anthony. Thank you for supporting the podcast and the playlist. 
And if you are all listening, go ahead and check out our playlist on Spotify and share it with your friends. So we actually have a really big week coming up. A lot of cool stuff. Um, you got a show this Saturday, right, Kat? Yeah, so I have another art show coming up on Saturday at Il Sol at 5 p.m. And this one's really cool because it's totally focused on typography and letter paint, uh, sign painting and hand lettering. And that's totally my thing. And I'm going to be one of the one of the local people that's featured. But um, they're going to be artists from all around the world that have they're going to have work displayed there. And I believe my podcast partner is going to come out. He's going to be in I Tampa. My celebrity appearance, I'll be there from five to six. Signing then, autographs, taking pictures and shit. Yeah, so get, get, get your chance to meet Wilson in person since he won't answer you. We'll have, Any other way. Legit, we'll have officially legit stickers on deck. Oh, actually, I think we should give those out at the suplex party. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so <laughs> while while Wilson is in town for this weekend because um, he's going to be here for Suplex Party, which we'll be talking about in a second, we will also be finally having our karaoke party that we talked about in episode one. Isn't that right? Yes. Yes. You will finally be able to listen to me do my take on the legendary thong song by Cisco. And we're thinking of doing it on a Facebook live stream. So it'll happen in real time. Are you going to dye your hair? No. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> not. Okay. Maybe the next, next karaoke party. Maybe. And maybe. I will be there doing Moment for Life, my specialty. And we'll, you know, and we'll see where it goes from there. Um, what else is happening that week that I briefly Su mentioned? Suplex party on Tuesday, August 29th. Um, we got Gats. We have Sammy Hughes. We have Betty Doll. We have Queen of X. We have so many performers. It's going to be a lot of art. You know, Cat's going to be there selling shirts. We're going to have wrestling ropes. We're going to have everything. Everything all set up. Wally Clark's DJing. Um, Charka's the host. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Where's My entrance. Where is this going to be at? At Crowbar and Ebor. Shout out to Crowbar. Listen, it, it, I don't know how they keep letting me throw wrestling events there, but eventually I'm going to end up suplexing somebody off stage. You might see me do it on Tuesday. So come through. Get your stickers. Get your officially legit stickers. Yeah, we'll be handing out officially legit stickers there, but we only have 50. It's a limited quantity. Yes, yes. So make sure you come through and check us out. Um, Kat's going to have a table with some shirts as well. Mm-hmm. And it should be a really fun time. And I still need to figure out um, if I even want to have entrance music. What do you guys think? Uh, let me know what you think Kat's entrance music should be. Never know. It might have a live band play it. Oh, didn't even think about how that could be an option. So yeah, let me know your suggestions. And let me know your suggestions on how to humiliate myself in front of an audience. So, If you're down to follow some savagery and some funny retweets, follow me on Twitter at, at what's happening, that's at WZ happening. Same through Instagram and Snapchat. Hit me up. And you
you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at, at @catlimdesign and just catlim on Facebook for some more pictures of my cat and pictures of me, cat. Make sure that you stay updated with us on our Facebook page at officially legit and Twitter at too official too legit. See you guys next week. See ya.